Today's episode is brought to you by our sponsor, Atlantic Aviation. Atlantic Aviation provides aircraft ground support in 80 plus locations across the United States. I am proud to be partnered with a company that puts their people first and highly values diversity and inclusion. Atlantic Aviation's vision and mission is evident through their relentless focus on culture, safety, and service. Experience the Atlantic attitude today. Check out www.atlanticaviation.com to see all 80 plus locations and plan your next visit. Drones. What is a drone? A drone is a remotely controlled aircraft that uses software, sensors, and GPS to operate. Drones were originally used in the military, but today they are used in the medical field, for grocery deliveries, in law enforcement, filmmaking, and even disaster relief. In 2015, the drone industry experienced a massive growth where the FAA issued around 1,000 commercial drone permits. According to the FAA, as of 2021, there are a quarter million people with drone pilot certificates. Business Insider predicts that by 2025, the drone industry could be worth nearly $70 billion. In addition to all of these uses, people now use drones for fun, like photography and sightseeing. Influencers are taking advantage of drones to ensure that they get that perfect angle. Another way we are using drones is in sports. Imagine you have your headset on, allowing you to have a first person point of view of your drone, which is only a hundred yards away. You will be navigating your drone in a complex and challenging circuit. Every move will count as you compete with drone pilots from around the world. The countdown begins. Adrenaline kicks in when the race starts. Your drone goes from zero to 90 in a second. You are off and flying your drone in an official league, the Drone Racing League. Our guest is Rachel Jacobson, the president of the Drone Racing League. A New Jersey native, Rachel graduated from Cornell University with a bachelor's in hotel and business management. Rachel spent 21 years at the National Basketball Association, the NBA, where her career culminated as the senior vice president of business development. Rachel pivoted and followed her other passion in tech by joining Landon as the Chief Business Development Officer. In April of 2020, Rachel found an opportunity to bring her passion of sports and tech together by becoming the president of the Drone Racing League. Rachel joins me today to talk about all things drone racing, tech, and aviation. Hi, Rachel. Welcome to the Aviate with Shasta podcast. We are so happy to have you. How are you? I am so great, and I'm so happy to be here today. Thank you for making the time for us. So I want to jump into your background. Um, You have had an incredible 21-year career at the NBA, which culminated in you being the 
the Senior Vice President of Business Development. What was your biggest takeaway professionally from your time at the NBA? What a great question. Um, So I think I would start with this notion of disruption because even a traditional storied global sports league that had been around for 75 years, this organization was always innovating. So I felt like if you weren't disrupting, um, you were getting left behind. And I really had such a privilege of working with David Stern and Adam Silver, brilliant visionaries who led with transparency, empathy, and really the inspiration to do great, big, bold things. And that's been such an area of focus as I came back to sports a couple years later because transforming and innovating around such, you know, changes in the world, in culture, in technology, I had all of that type of experience coming from the NBA. So really this notion of disruption was, you know, a big takeaway coming from my 21 years at the NBA. And we'll talk about that disruption and innovation uh, with your work with the Drone Racing League in a little bit. But before we jump into that, I want to talk about how you were able to pivot from sports uh, to technology. Um, You joined Landon in December of 2017, which is the market leader in customized career path technology to increase the success and engagement of women and diverse groups in the workplace. What prompted you to pivot and focus on women and diversity in the technology sector? Accelerating women and diverse groups has always been core to my DNA. I felt like, you know, spending years at one of the most progressive organizations around gender balance and making sure that ethnic representation was always around the table. I never felt like working at the NBA that we were not doing enough to support underrepresented groups. So I kind of had that all around me. However, there were so many people, you know, in my life, personally, professionally, that I would hear stories about they weren't getting ahead. They weren't being invested in or given the resources to really take their career to the next level and frankly, weren't really feeling heard in the right rooms where the key decisions were being held. Um, So I left the MBA really not knowing what was next. It was, it's been a great 20 plus years. I've kind of done everything I've wanted to do. I've had the support. Um, I've checked a ton of boxes. And really for me, it was a change of doing something with an early stage company where I knowingly wanted to raise two hands and fall off a cliff as it relates to jumping into the deep end at an early stage company. So with that mindset, I left the MBA as a free agent and really didn't know what was next, but I did know that I wanted a an entrepreneurial environment where I could have skin in the game. And really I was betting on myself. Um, You know, you don't always pick up your toys, go home and leave one job without the what's next Um, coming after that statement of I've left my job. 
Um, so I started meeting with uh, founders and looking at different businesses that really were authentic to me. And when I talk about always being this fierce advocate for women and diverse groups, this was just the perfect storm of something truly authentic to areas that I cared about, but also feeling like where the company was at Landit stage, I could bring a ton of new partners that they could work with, my mindset around what I had seen and heard from others. And it was a technology company and I love tech, um, which ultimately was a great layup for where I am now at the Drone Racing League. So, you know, the pivot was not without challenges for sure, leaving something that was known to the great unknown, but having that startup experience with an incredible, you know, founder of Lisa Skeet Tatum was incredible. And just being able to work hand in hand with her, I learned so much in those two and a half years before I ultimately came back to sports. Right now, I think people are calling it the great reassessment where with the pandemic, it's really challenged us to think about the work that we're doing and more and more we're finding people pivoting and doing the things that they're most passionate about. Um, it is very exciting, but for so many others, it's also really scary to take that leap of faith. Um, what is your biggest tip or resource uh, for those who are kind of like, getting ready to take that leap um, into something that they're passionate about? I've always looked to a board of advisors, and I think working at Landit really helped me double down on why this network is so important. It's something that Landit tells their members they should assemble early and often, and also gives you the cadence and the script of how to reach out to this network of advisors. Um, but for me, it was definitely having those sounding boards where the look in the mirror, am I crazy moments, um, the I'm betting on myself sounds great until, you know, something out of your control like COVID happens. So what I would say is you really have to find that network of people that surround you and they're the ones rooting for you. They're the ones pushing you. They're the ones in meetings you didn't even know were happening that are talking about you because I so incredibly enjoy doing that for others. And I know that they feel the same about, you know, myself, my career, my family. And I think that's really an area where people get so busy in the hand-to-hand -hand combat in the day-to-day -day workload that they forget you don't want to just go to your network when you're at this, you know, inflection point or some catalyst is driving you to make a change with really limited time. You want to make sure that this, this group of people that care so much about you, that you are, you know, tapping into them throughout the year and not just in dire straits. I think that was incredibly helpful for me and continues to be as I, you know, dive into areas that I may be out of my comfort zone. I think these mentorships and relationships are a two-way street and you get as much of it out of it as you put in. Um, so I think that tip that you just shared is uh, really, really useful and helpful. 
So let's talk about the Drone Racing League. Um, you, about two years ago, right at the start of the pandemic, took on um, the title of being the president of the Drone Racing League. And you are one of the first and only women presidents of a sports uh, team. So congratulations. That's quite the accomplishment. Can you share with us what is the Drone Racing League? The Drone Racing League is the world's premier drone racing property and soon to be your favorite sport. I know you're already a fan over there, so I don't have to worry about giving the plugs to tune in. But essentially what we do are the best drone pilots in the world fly in our league in front of millions of fans who watch them on linear, on social, on digital. And I don't know, we just hit 3 million people on TikTok. So we have quite the following there. So we are technology meets sports, meets content, meets innovation. So really it's the most cutting edge technology, immersive content, high speed drone racing. And we're essentially creating this new era of sports where we're straddling both esports as well as real drone racing competition. So when I look at, you know, years of following traditional stick and ball sports, I've been a giant season ticket fan. I've rooted for the Yankees growing up, sitting alongside my father and my sister. And you think about now children are growing up in, you know, eras where their worlds run on technology. I look at that through the eyes of my 12-year-old boy-girl twins, and they want it quick. They want it bite-sized. They want these stunning lights. Um, and really this notion that they, they want to be part of something that hasn't been part of what their, you know, great-grandparents and great-greats maybe would have followed you know, 50, 100 years ago, there is this notion that we want a sport to call our own and we want that to be drone racing. I, when I first heard about the Drone Racing League, it, like my heart was pumping because I thought this is so unique. You are at an intersection of um, technology, of aviation, of innovation, and it's open to just about anybody. You don't have to be this incredibly fit person who has trained their whole lives to be a part of the sport. Um, it's something that you can easily work on through, you know, your computer or just practicing um, with the technology that you have at home. So um, I think what you all are doing is just so exciting. And that's what we love so much. I think you hit the nail on the head there is we're an inclusive sport. There are so many individuals that grow up in families where you know, their parents or their you know, grandparents may have competed in a sport and it's part of their lineage of doing that. However, we want people to get on our DRL sim, which is our most true to life, learn how to fly a drone and know that like the sky's the limit because they can go from competing in their home on our DRL sim to literally being a championship pilot. And I think for us, what's so important about that piece of our sport is we want men and women competing side by side. We want a global footprint of championship drone pilots. And then we also want a sport 
that allows people to not just, you know, fly at the height of their game, but if they just casually want to follow us on one of our social handles or they want to look at spectacular content or racing on air, there isn't that barrier for entry of becoming a fan. We will take, you know, everyone at whatever type of engagement level they want with our sport. Very nice. Just a side story. I was playing um, with my family top golf over the weekend, and uh, I was with a group of um, family and new people, and we were playing, and I'm horrible at golf, and it makes me so sad because it's such a fun sport. Um, and they were like, how were you able to like go fly around the world and have the stamina to fly these long legs, but you can't play golf? And so as you were talking, I was thinking, gosh, maybe drone racing, drone racing could be my sport where, you know, I can really fly, but I just can't, you know, swing a ball. But it just made me think of that as you were sharing that story with me. So a lot of our listeners are uh, women who are interested in aviation, and there is this um, there is this idea that because it's a very male dominated industry, and I know tech tech is as well, although there are more women in tech than in aviation. Um, it is kind of like an intimidating, very male dominated field to go into. What was your impression going into the tech drone community and has it changed much now that you're reaching your two-year mark? It definitely on surface, when you look at the macro level, I think technology in general, I saw this at the NBA when there weren't enough women I felt represented in sports. Well, then you couple technology with sports and it's even a smaller um, population that you're working with. So when I came to the drone racing league, I definitely looked around and all of my colleagues, there was such incredible women representation. So I already knew I was in a good spot, um, because our founder and CEO, Nick Horbachevsky clearly understood we needed diversity around the table. So I thought, okay, this is a green light. Check the first box. Um, but then I did dig a bit deeper, as you had asked about, and you have a technology industry that can't find enough engineers or scientists or women in aviation. I mean, you are such like a beacon of hope um, when we look at, you know, what you've done and what an accelerator you have been for women in aviation to really shine a spotlight on this can be not just a passion, it can be a career. So tremendous kudos to what you've done because I know it does not go unnoticed. Definitely in my house with my daughter, Lily, um, you know, looking for these women that have really broken the mold and said, I look around and it's all men, but I don't care. You know, I'm not the odd one out. I'm just maybe the first of many to do this. Um, so I think you make such an incredible point and we look at that every day. And while I can't change everything that's happened outside of my control, our future is very bright when we think about women being represented in our sport, both at the championship level, when we think about them qualifying to participate in our world-class racing series 
and also women that we know are fans. I was just out in uh, Las Vegas during CES, which is one of the largest technology conferences, and we had an unbelievable spectacle of drone racing um, because we did a championship drone race. And when I looked around, I can't tell you how many women were live at that event cheering in the audience or, you know, sitting at other parts of this footprint. We had thousands of people. And for the first time, that may have been their interaction with drone racing. And they had such a phenomenal experience. So it's situations like that, that we want to immediately change who is watching our sport, who is following and who understands like, this isn't just for boys, for men, you know, we're not that culture and we're working incredibly hard to make sure that women feel incredibly represented. Um, so exciting things to come on that front. Yeah. And I'd love to talk more about that. So has there been like serious interest in women competing in the drone racing league championships? Definitely. So we host annual player to pilot esports tournaments as I mentioned earlier, on our DRL sim. So essentially, these are tryouts where we recruit the newest pilots to the league. And because the sim is available on PlayStation, Xbox, Steam, and Epic Games, this is helping everyone around the world, all these aspiring pilots, to really level up their drone skills. So now we have the opportunity to reach out to women gamers specifically. So we're not going to wait for, you know, just general advertising messages to get there. We know that there are, you know, legions of women gamers. There are, you know, millions of women that care about everything you've done, you know, in aviation and aerodynamics. And then there's just a host of other people that want to learn a skill, as you talked about you know, going to uh, Top Golf, I'm in the same boat. It was our COVID sport. My twins took up golf. I didn't think golf might be in my future. I kind of thought maybe the ship had sailed on that. But I got to tell you, I now am able to go out with them, you know, really fun afternoon. And that's really what we're focused on is you know, women feeling comfortable if they just want to game with us on our esports, if they want to go outside and fly their drones and capture unbelievable content that we put out on our social and digital. And then like at the highest level, just like the men, they can absolutely qualify. So we're definitely, you know, very hyper-focused on casting a wide net to those communities of women where we know they are populated um, to make sure that this next year is incredibly bright as we think about them being part of any of those areas of our sport. Very nice. That's incredible that you guys are being inclusive and approaching it the way that you all are to make sure that everybody is aware and have the ability um, to practice and and get better and sharpen that skill. Um, 
Earlier this year, just like weeks ago, the Drone Racing League Championship was hosted in Las Vegas outside of the T-Mobile Arena with 12 drone pilots competing. Can you describe to us what one can expect when attending one of your championships? It's definitely a lot going on in a good way. Um, And I think that pace is what I talked about earlier that everyone now expects in sports. Nobody wants to sit through hours and hours to find out at the end who wins. Like they want the excitement, you know, right at the top of the hour. So what people will expect is this is really the pinnacle for us. Like this is where we are crowning the champion. And everybody understands that. There's a lot of other sports that have, you know, a winner over here, a champion over there. For us, it is, there is one pilot that gets to have that title of the best drone pilot in the world. And that's it. For that year, they are the best drone pilot in the world. So it's really easy to understand in our racing how we kind of crown this champion. So what you're going to look for is the most competitive athletes, you know, making sure that they hold nothing back. Um, because this is their shot at history. When you think about a sport that's only six years old, you will forever have that moment and that title of the you know world champion in the DRL season, whatever that date is. Um, and then there's always other things like we had a concert, so you'll see music as part of the event. And also just debuting some of the best technology with our friends at T-Mobile, the 5G drone that we unveiled, captured the most immersive content. Um, We had done something similar at Field of Dreams because they have a baseball sponsorship. And we did it here as well where our 5G drone essentially canvases the course before anyone flies. So it literally gives everyone at home or wherever they may be watching the feeling as if they are sitting, you know, on the flight deck, you know, flying their own drone, which is our 5G drone that, um, you know, whips around that course. Oh, I can imagine. I've seen YouTube videos of it. It looked like the, the championship in Las Vegas was well attended. There was a free Weezer concert on the Las Vegas Strip. I mean, you guys really have been very thoughtful on how to engage the people that come to these championships and just um, making the game easy for people to to understand, absorb, and get excited about. Uh, So final question uh, for you, Rachel. I recently read an article about Steve Wozniak, Apple's Apple's co-founder, to partner with the Drone Racing League STEM Academy. Congratulations. I'm too such a big advocate of empowering the next generation through STEM. How did the sponsorship come together and what do you hope to achieve? Well, first, thank you, because we know this is definitely in your lane and and something you'd be excited about. So, you know, hearing that from you just means the world to us um, because we want to be doing the most impactful programming with this young generation that aspires to be innovators and and really change the world. So for us, it's all about empowering um, this this generation. 
and building the more diverse and inclusive future in sports and technology. So we had teamed up with Dragonfly, the industry leading drone and systems provider, and Steve Wozniak's Woz Ed was already working with them. So when you think about putting Wazed, Dragonfly, the Drone Racing League, and then our friends at Robotify, which is a virtual platform that really teaches students about coding using robots, you know, you think about this, you know, perfect storm of incredible partners that are all laser focused on the same thing. You can only imagine um, sparks were flying in such a positive way to do incredible things for, um, you know, middle schoolers and high schoolers. When we think about just the trajectory of kids starting in elementary, now understanding coding, and then what does that lead to building your own drones? So for us, it, you know, came together really quickly with like-minded partners And now we're in, you know, execution mode, which, um, you know, my team, you know, is, is very focused on because we have very lofty goals in a good way. I tell them if we're not uncomfortable, we're not dreaming big enough. Um, and often we're scared, you know, in, in a good way. I, I want the team to feel incredibly motivated that we can change the world. And the only way you do that is to really have these big, ambitious dreams, but then go out and find those partners and companies and visionaries that help you accelerate getting the outcomes that you need. And this was one of those opportunities um, that we really felt like, you know, we hit the jackpot with everyone that we get to partner with here. Yeah. Well, I'm so excited for this uh, venture. And um, I just want to say thank you for being such an incredible leader. You're so much fun to talk to. Um, I admire all of the the work that you're doing in drones and just in leadership. Um, Thank you for making the time and uh, we appreciate you. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. 